Thank you for joining me here on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And today, we have our Sportsbox pregame show, week four edition. Um, now, obviously, I don't... I didn't have one uploaded last week, but it was uploaded on Sam's, which is That Football Topic. You can find that also on Instagram at That Football Topic. Uh, and I did mine there, so I thought, why why make another one if I already have my predictions there? But let's get right into it now, obviously. Through the first four weeks of the NFL, we've seen many injuries. We've seen some surprises from you know teams like that have done good, teams that have done bad, and teams that have done average. And then we've seen some spectacular um, plays by some unexpected players. Um, but let's let's hop right into it. And we got our first game, and that is the Cardinals at Panthers. Now th- this should be an okay game. Um, and I think the biggest the, the biggest thing about this game is Kyler Murray and his turnovers. If Kyler Murray can limit his turnovers, they're going to win this game. Kyler Murray has an interception at least once in each of uh, the games this season. And that's saying a lot. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but you saw if you saw last week's game versus the Lions, he had three interceptions and they lost the game. Now, they only lost by three, but they still lost the game. Um, and with a banged-up D-hop, a Kirsten Kirk, who's uncertain if he'll play, um, they're really going to need to limit those term- turnovers even more. But luckily, they're playing the Panthers. And offensively, the Panthers cannot find a rhythm. I mean, they, they, they obviously, without Christian McCaffrey, they're not the same team. They, they're really not the same team. And that, that, that is a problem. I mean, obviously, yeah, you want your superstar, but you, wanna, you want also to be able to depend on other players when that superstar is out. And right now, I, I don't have any confidence of Teddy Bridgewater that he can do that or Robbie Anderson. I mean, DJ Moore, he, he's been solid. But besides that, haven't really seen anyone shine. Um, so I think that's another big thing that they are going to have to figure out. And it's, you know, it's too late for that. And I think the Cardinals will have a nice win here in North Carolina. Now we have the Colts at Bears. And look, two teams that I think have surprised a lot of people. I did not think the Colts would be sitting at 2-1, and one, nor did I think the Bears would be sitting at 3-0. and oh. Now with all that in mind, they have had an easier schedule than most. So, you know, it, it's not like they've played the toughest of teams. And that goes for the Bears, especially where they played Detroit, New York, and Atlanta. Um, but all things aside, I mean, at least they're 3-0. Th- they're um, now, after a miserable first half um, from Mitchell Trubisky, Foles came in. He, he, he delivered the comeback like he usually does. Um, so, yes, Foles is great, and he delivered a comeback, but I'm still not convinced this team is contending. They first have to beat the Colts for me to have any sort of trust in this team. And when they're going to have to show up. You know, you, you can't have a really bad first half and then come back every game and expect to be a good team. And that's not just going for the Bears. There's plenty of teams in the NFL right now that they're good, but they're always coming from behind. And that doesn't really show much. You know, they're always fighting from behind. That doesn't show much. So if they can, you know, have a convincing win, then yeah, then I'm going to be convinced. But for now, I'm going to take the Colts because I'm not convinced on the Bears. But offensively for the Colts, they are going to have to do something. They are going to have to do something more than just these these small increments. They're going to have to get big trunk plays. Uh, moving on, we have the Jaguars at Bengals. Now, Bengals, the first uh, team and the Eagles with a tie this season uh, and only coming in week three. Now, Joe Burrow is going to get his first win. Yeah, I, this is a this is a winning, winnable game, and it is a winning game for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
But Joe Burrow is not the Joe that's going to have a great game. That is Joe Mixon. I think this is a time for Joe Mixon to really shine, um, especially with a, a, a defense and the Jacksonville Jaguars that allowed 138 rushing yards last week to the Miami Dolphins and then previously about 120 rushing yards. So this team gives up rushing yards, and this is a perfect time for Joe Mixon to get back into the field of things. He really hasn't done much recently, so I think with, you know, you know, implementing him running the ball more and then let the passing game come from that then that's a win um look jacksonville i've called it every single year they had the first two games they look great and then they fall apart and that's what's going to happen here we have the browns traveling to jerry's world as they take on the one and two cowboys now both teams we we don't know too much about we know that the cowboys have a phenomenal offense we we know that and i think the whole league is on you know notice about that but they also know that the Cowboys can't win football games. You know, they have this so they have this fantastic offense, but they cannot win. So the Browns have a chance. And the Browns have a chance if if Baker Mayfield throws the ball. You know, he has to throw football. He has to throw the football. Because look, this is a depleted secondary that has no business being getting turnovers. So if you can throw the ball, we know what you can do on the ground. If you can throw the ball consistently on this Dallas secondary, then you're going to win. But Baker Mayfield's not built like that. And that's why I think the Cowboys will come out and they will win. And hopefully the secondary can, you know, hold their own um, for 60 minutes. And so that's why I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. Moving on, the Saints at Lions. Now, many people are going to be shocked, but I'm going to take the Lions. Purely off the fact that the Saints are, they're not that good. <laughs> okay, they're not that good. Both teams are one and two. And the better one and two team in my mind, and I know this sounds crazy, is the Detroit Lions. Look, the Saints are good with Michael Thomas on the field. They're also good with Alvin Kamara. But when one of them isn't on the field, then there's a problem. And it was shown last week versus Green Bay, and it was shown versus the Raiders. They need Michael Thomas back. It is so vital that they have Michael Thomas back. They really have no offense besides Alvin Kamara, who's carrying the whole entire offense right now. And look, the Lions dominate games when they dominate the time of possession. That's what they did last week against the Arizona Cardinals. And I believe they will do that tomorrow versus the Saints. And that's what's going to push them to a win. Now, will it be a pretty game? No. I think it's going to be a very sloppy game. But I have more trust right now in Matthew Stafford than I have and Drew Brees. And we don't talk about Matthew Stafford a lot on this podcast, but I think he's a guy that is very underrated. He doesn't get a lot of respect because he's playing for the Detroit Lions. Um, but I'm going to take the Lions in this one. Now, moving on, we have the Vikings at Texans. Look, both 0-3 teams have shown no promise this season. No promise. But they're out of the two teams. The Vikings have showed somewhat, a little bit of promise compared to the Texans. Look, they, they might have they choked last week's game, but they came back, fought, and did what they have to do. They lost, but Justin Jefferson had a hell of a game, and that's going to be the key. The Texans are miserable. It's simple. Fire Bill O'Brien. They cannot get turnovers. The offense can't stay on the field. How do you win games? Explain that one to me. Okay, we have the Seahawks at Dolphins. Look, once again, this is another one of those games. Look, the Dolphins, one and two. Uh, oh, shiver my timbers, you know? Like, the, the, the Seahawks are 3-0. They're very good. 
Uh, Russell Wilson, he's definitely going to get MVP votes this season. I mean, the way he's been playing is out of this world. Um, and it helps when you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as your supporting cast. Um, look, the defense is questionable, and it's been shown time and time again that they, they're not the best defense. But against the Dolphins team, you know, I, I think this is, this, is, this is a one where, you know, Jamal Adams is out. It's okay that Jamal Adams out. You're playing the Dolphins. Chargers at Bucks. Look, the Bucks. I don't know because the Bucks are two and one. They played the Broncos and looked fantastic, but when they play teams that are good, not I'm not saying the Broncos are good, but you know, like better, um, they, they they sometimes don't show up, and that's a problem. And that's why I'm going to take the rookie over the veteran. And that's why that's right. I will be taking Justin Herbert to lead the one and two Chargers into Tampa Bay, Florida, and he's going to beat. Six-time champion, Tom Brady. Now, I think the biggest reason why is because I think the Chargers defense will step up, and they will have to, you know. Uh, they, they, they have been struggling in getting turnovers, and this is a game where you got to get one. You got to get a few on Brady. Once you get one or two, you can change the momentum of the game, and that's very, very important, especially against a team led by Tom Brady. The Ravens at the Washington football team. Look, I, I, I don't need to explain this one. The Ravens are going to run all over this team. This team is 20, I think, 25th. When it comes to rush offense, the they, 22nd in rush uh, defense, they, they can't do anything. The Baltimore Ravens have had 26 straight games with 100-plus uh, rushing yards. One, one, you know, Lamar Jackson, one of the best to do it on the ground. In the air, it's, it's, it's questionable, but he's not going to have to use his arm a lot today. I mean, tomorrow, he's just going to have to run the ball. Moving on, we have the Giants heading to SoFi Stadium, one of the brand-new stadiums that looks incredible in Inglewood, California. But the Giants won't spoil this one for the Rams as the Rams are going to win very, very uh, convincingly against a very beat-up Giants team. Now, the Giants have averaged 14.3 points per game when Saquon Barkley is not on the field since 2019. They have a, they cast a 1-3 record with those type of numbers. I think the biggest thing is... The Giants lost to a practice squad last week. They got blown out by a practice squad. I mean, literally no one was... There was no true starter on that 49ers team. Um, Danny Jones... Danny Jones... Danny Dimes, as I like to call him, has been sacked already nine times. Has two fumbles. I mean, he needs some sort of protection. But, I mean, is it... It it gets to a point where is it like, is it even the offensive line fault? Is it really Daniel Jones who's the problem? Uh, but for now, I'm going to have to blame the offensive line because, you know, he's gained no type of time. No type of yeah time. Moving on, we have the Bills at Raiders. This is going to be a good one, a good showdown of the AFC teams. Look, the Bills have looked phenomenal, and the Raiders too. I mean, both teams, I, they're doing better than I expected. Um, but I do really like the Raiders. I do really like the Bills, and this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I mean, you have the Bills, who are third most in the NFL with points per game, standing at 31 points per game this season. The, the Raiders uh, average about 29.3 points per game. The biggest thing, and I always say this when you play the Bills, is you can't give up the chunk plays. That's how the Bills kill you. That, and it was been shown time and time again. It was shown last week against the Rams. They kill you when they get those big plays. Because, look, when Josh Allen starts to get hot, he gets hot. He's hard to really, you know, make him cold after he's extremely hot. So, if you're the Raiders, you have to stop those big chunk plays early. Early. You got to get to you got to, you got to get to uh, Allen. You got to shake him up a little. Um, and... Uh, you, that's a, it's as simple as, you know, but it's not that simple. Like, it's not that simple. You know, you, you got to, offensively, they're going to have to, 
you know, score, which they've been, but like, you know, you're gonna have to keep up with the Bills, and that's that's a big thing um, for the Raiders to do. And I, I, I'm just gonna take the Bills because personally, I trust the Bills more right now um, because of the Raiders' performance last week versus the New England Patriots. Now we have our Sunday night game, which I would say would be an entertaining one if both teams were healthy, um, but both teams aren't healthy at all. And we have the Eagles at 49ers. Look, the Eagles are a joke now. I mean, the Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott debate is over. It's been over for the past four weeks. Um, the Eagles just look lost on offense. Sometimes I question if Carson Wentz, you know, knows what he's doing. Um, especially it was shown last week against the um, against the Bengals, and that, that you know he just hasn't really shown any consistency this season. I'm gonna have to take the 49ers. I know they're banged up. But their practice squad has a better chance um, of being the Eagles, you know. Uh, anyway, moving on, we have our Monday night game. And that Monday night game is going to be the Falcons at Packers. Now, the Falcons, for the past three games, have always had a lead. But this time, they're not going to have anywhere close to a lead. Because the, the Green Bay Packers average uh, about 35 points per game um, this season. So that's just remarkable. And with a Falcons team that has injuries, Julio Jones, we don't know if he'll play. Um, have a few other the um, they have a few other receivers who are banged up. I just I don't know what to you know trust on the Falcons. You know they'll have like a great first half and then completely blow it. You know blow a 20, 28, a point lead. Um, I, I just can't trust the Falcons anymore. They could be up a hundred, and I probably would still take the uh, uh, opposing team that they're playing. Now, last but not least, now, I'm not too sure when this game will be played because this is being uh, recorded on Saturday, but we have the Patriots at Chiefs. Now, it was originally scheduled for Sunday. Now, I'm hearing that it will probably happen Tuesday. Um, there are obviously no more negative uh, COVID tests, uh, no more negative cases uh, on the Patriots Chiefs. We still have to yet to hear from. So this game seems like it will be played Tuesday, but no matter the date, let's just get right into it. Look, the Patriots, they're pretty good. You know, I'm actually a little shocked. I'm not, I didn't think they were going to be this good. Um, and I think the biggest thing is you got to stick to what they do best. And that's running the football with Cam Newton. I mean, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are 27th in rush defense. Now, they're a little better in the red zone. Um, you know, teams go six. Uh, teams have gone six for ten when in the red zone uh, trying to score. Um, but I think you got to run the ball with Camden. When you run it in the red zone, it's hard for people to stop. He's such a big physical quarterback. It's hard to take down. But with all that said, Patrick Holmes is, once again, playing phenomenal this season. And I, I'm just... I like the Patriots defense, but I don't think it's good enough to stop a hot 3-0 Chiefs offense that has looked superb week in and week out. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your student signing off.